0: Episode of My Cat's Tale. Let's meet Eric.
1: Helen's always had this phrase she's got a cat shaped ball in her heart. We enticed him out with some chicken, um, and then ever since then, his mouth hasn't stopped. He's the friendliest little um, fur you could imagine.
0: Joining me now on My Cat's Tale is Paul, and he's here to tell us the tale of Eric. Welcome to the show, Paul. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me and Eric on the show. the show. very uh, pleased to be talking to you today. Tale seems just like a little bit less because twitter.com slash Escapades just seems to give him just this more grandiose gentleman adventurer character.
1: Well, my partner, Helen, uh, she's a writer, author, and she's the creative boss. So I think she came up with that um, tagline or whatever you call it, handle for Twitter and Instagram. So, yeah, it's quite catchy. And we kind of capture Eric's escapade stories, Um, day-to-day life um, within Twitter and Instagram. Um, And it's been going for, well, since we we got Eric a couple of years ago. So, yeah, it's it's kind of turned into a a hobby. I didn't realize it would um, take up so much
0: time and and energy. But, yeah, um, I think Eric loves it as well because he's a little poser. Well, so tell me his last escapade then.
1: Oh, God. I mean, if I was to speak about one in particular – my partner, Helen, she works from home and she uses a lot of um, Zoom calls and, um, you know, video um, meetings, if you like. And there's a lot of time when you'll quite recently just all of a sudden jump on the laptop and, and spread himself across the, the keyboard on the laptop. So this just happened last night actually um, and she was working, somehow his paw just seemed to land on the escape button on the keyboard which resulted in the screen going haywire and she lost whatever she was doing at the time which she could recover. Um, but he just is attracted to keyboards and computers and in the webcam, you know, there will be a point where he comes up on, on this screen I'm sure and you'll see his bum hole so apologies
0: um, to you for, for that advance. And- Everybody, that's why we leave this as an audio podcast, much as we, I have some great views of cats while recording. Sometimes they're um, they're not the most photogenic side of the cat, shall we say? Absolutely not. He's, he's,
1: he's got a lovely face, lovely posture, lovely little legs, big heart, but his bum hole is not
0: the prettiest sight you want to see on your screen. For some reason, I've not seen that on his social media, Paul. <laughs> there's time yes um, maybe at some point we can put that up um,
1: I, I'm not sure we if we get take it down to be honest I'm not sure how graphic Twitter or Instagram allows for these images
0: to be put up but um, I, I suppose we could try one well, maybe just see what happens so with social media he is incre- I mean say, I say he is incredibly prolific as a household you're incredibly prolific with his pictures and his ventures online absolutely um,
1: it started off as a joint
0: venture um, and I think it, it kind of just
1: it became more and more my role within the, the household. So Helen, my partner, she's, she's very busy with her work. Um, right, I am as well, but I seem to have more time to be able to to, to sort of um, get these pictures online and interact with other cats and other humans or humans as the, the cat world calls them. Um, so yeah, it's, it's my role to, to capture um, images on a daily basis um, it started off where he was sort of putting two or three, sometimes four posts a day when it was all new and exciting. And it's now down to, I think, one post a day, which captures um, the highlight of the day or sort of what,
0: what he's planning to do that day, let's just say. Have you got an emergency picture just in case there's one day where he just goes and hides? Oh, God, yes, absolutely. My phone is,
1: I mean, I must have 2,000 images of Eric on there. Now and again, you know, there's a time when, yeah, you see he could be out and about um, on his little patrol, um, not patrol, patrol in the garden, head watch, whatever. Um, so, yeah, now and again, he's um, sleeping all day, you know, there can be a time when that. So we have got a catalogue, back catalogue, if you like, of images which we can go to um, to use for, for that
0: day and make a little story to go along with it, what he's been up to. Yeah. I can't decide if you deliberately Sideswipe mm. the catalogue pun going on there
1: Catalogue, yes indeed, that's that's a new one I haven't
0: used that one yet, so yeah, but that could be one For the future as well, definitely, a couple of good Ideas there, yeah So take me right back, take me back to when you first met Eric Well <clears throat> Me personally, I, I've never been A, a cat person, Helen um, In her family, they've all
1: had oh, cats all the life I've never been without a cat in their, in their household So Um the, the idea of getting a cat for me, I, I was never sort of mega keen. And um, Helen's last cat um, passed away um, eight, nine years ago. I'm not sure exactly. Um, so it took a while for Helen to... to want a cat again, you know, because you build that bond, Look as you know, with any animal, and um, dog, cat, um, any household pet. And it took a while for to Helen to, to want the pet again. So we've got to, um, it was during COVID, um, we, we, we used to have holidays, you know, two, three holidays a year. We're lucky to be in that position to do so. And we found ourselves um, in a point where we just felt, okay, now's the right time to, to get the cat. And Helen's mm-hmm. always had this phrase, she have got a cat-shaped hole in her heart. She's, she's said that a number of times, a number of times over the years. So it's been a good, about years where we thought, right, okay, let's go for it. Um, and Helen um, has got so much love to give and, and getting a cat was something which we were talked about extensively a lot. So we didn't want to go and buy a cat. We liked the idea of um, a rescue cat. We, you know, we wanted to give a cat who'd started off um, in its early part of its life. Maybe um, not as well as others. So um, Helen contacted a local um cat charity, I suppose. Um, and they supplied Helen with a number of photographs of the cats they had. It was about 20, I think, um, under their control. Um, but they take cats in from the street, so they get them handed to, you know, if they've got micro, you know, microchips and all that type of stuff. So Helen got the images, and as soon as she'd seen the pictures of um, little Eric, um, she fell in love straight away. And um, We went round together um, and, and got Eric. At the time, his name wasn't Eric. It was actually Teddy. Um, we guessed he was about... 12 months old maybe so he was was very very small he's always had little legs his legs have never grown since since we've got him that day um so we picked him up from the the place and brought him home and you know like you'd imagine he was very nervous he'd been around 20 cats in this house and dogs and he came into our house and he was um quite timid to start with he took about an hour to sort of come out of his shell a little bit. So he was tucked away in the corner of the living room under a blanket and we enticed him out with some chicken. Um, and then ever since then, his mouth hasn't stopped and he's um, settled settled in nicely we've had him for just over two years now. Um, and uh, we've never looked back, you know, it's, it's, it's been one of the best decisions we've ever made is bringing in this um, this love furball that we just, you know, we call him our son because we don't have children <clears throat> through choice um, and we, we call Eric our son. And he's just um, an absolute dream to to have around the house. He's really made the house complete, I think, you know, before we didn't feel that it was, um, you know, we've got lots of love to give and, you know, just having Eric around, it was just that sort of missing piece of the puzzle, I suppose, which um, it's worked out well.
0: So does that mean that you had a cat shaped hole that you didn't know about? Yes,
1: I suppose, yes, or I suppose mine wasn't animals, so I've always been a- a- animals, I love animals, I've had dogs in my, my previous, um, when I was younger, um, and uh, yes, definitely I, I had the cat chip in my heart as well, I think, um, Helen did have a cat when we first met, um, Holly who passed away, but he, you know, he was an old boy, he was, maybe he's 20 or so, so I, I had um a year or two with him and I liked him but he was a vicious... He was vicious. He wasn't um, friendly at all. It was, he was very hard um, to bond with. Um, he would bite you quite happily and, you know, there'd be times where I'd be stood... Um, in the toilet, he'd come along, just bite the back of my ankle for no reason, which Helen used to find quite funny. Um I do it was because he was protective over Helen when we first got together. But Eric um is completely opposite. He's an absolute um
0: love boat and he's the friendliest little um fur ball you could imagine. When did you know? When was that moment with Eric when you went, Oh yeah, we're both. Oh, I have still got the photograph. So the first night we had him, um we, you know, we
1: got him out and I was on the floor with him, playing with him. And, and, he, and then I was on the sofa, watching, taking a few pictures. And he just jumped up on the sofa he was on my knee and just, you know, just curled up. And, you know, I, like I said, I love animals so much. And just having that uh, contact with the animal again, which I hadn't had for so long. I just knew from that moment that um, <laughs> he was the missing piece. And I just fell in love with him that night. And we both did massively. Um, and you can't imagine the life without him now.
0: So for all three of you, it was almost instantaneous.
1: Absolutely, instantaneous, completely. You know, we we are a little family. Um, He is daddy's boy, which um, I think annoys Helen a little bit because obviously we got the cat, we got Eric for um, Helen because she was the one that wanted the cat so much. Um, But yeah, massively, he is daddy's boy. You know, you go to sit on Helen's knee, but if we're on the sofa, when he jumps up, it'll be my knee he comes to. Um, Or if I walk in the room and Eric's on her knee, he'll quite happily jump off her knee and come and sit on my knee. Maybe I've got chunkier thighs. I don't don't know what it is, but he certainly prefers. myself and we've got a role you know like any sort of cat owner dog owner you do take up that role or with children as well i suppose um and we do have roles in the house so my role is the the good cop you know we've got the good cop bad cop thing going on i don't like telling eric off i'm um, a bit of a softie in that way whereas helen's had cats so she's quite happy to shout with eric but the amount of time to, try to tell eric off is, is it's not very often at all he is such a well-behaved cat um, so, yeah, we, we've got that role where I'm, I'm the, the good cop and Helen's the, the bad cop um, when the time is required here. Yeah. We don't, I think during COVID, Helen spent a lot more time with Eric and I had to go to work during the day. Um, so maybe he had that time, maybe he got sick of Helen during the day, I don't know. <laughs> maybe it's been me coming in at nighttime, he just started to get excited about me coming in And um, but yeah, um, during Covid Helen um, looked after Eric during the day um, and spent most time with him and then when I came in at nighttime, he'd be um, quite keen to see me, let's say
0: And how's life changed outside of Covid? Because Covid kind of changed everybody's timetable everybody's, obviously, spent a lot more time at home and routine is very important to a lot of people there and, and to cats especially How's that changed now? The world has opened up a little bit more.
1: Um, well, for us, massively so. I mean, I mean, Helen, my, my job hasn't changed. I'm as a key worker. I still, I still go to work. Um, but for as Helen goes, she's her job and career path has massively changed. She was in a very, um, I'm not going to say stressful, but a very high-pressure job, which um, she'd been involved with for 20 years so we got to the point where during COVID and coming out of COVID, um, she wanted to reassess her life and the direction it was going. And she um, resigned from a very um, a good job, well-paid job to become an author, um, which is kind of how we got involved with, I mean, Eric's got some publications where Helen's wrote stories about Eric and it's got into the print. Um, three or four of those. So um, Helen is now a full-time author. And like I say, Helen, she's just finished writing a, a um, fiction book. And it's the first time she's been able to base a character on Eric um, in the book. She's she's sort of enjoyed doing that. So, um, yeah, it, it, it has changed us massively. Helen's continued to, to work from home, but she goes out every now and again to to work when she needs to um, for presentations or, or meetings or what have you. But, yeah, um,
0: yeah. And how's it, how's Eric's life changed? Eric's life changed because of COVID. I wouldn't say it has massively. I mean, he still
1: gets so much contact from from Helen because Helen is in the house majority of the time. Um, Myself, I'm in the house the same time on evenings and weekends. So outside of COVID, no, the only thing I suppose we could change or you could say because of it, now we can go on holiday. Um, I would say because of that, Eric is now um, having to get used to um, us going away for a period of time. It might just be a few nights, it might be for a couple of weeks, but we try not to go away for more than 10 or 11 nights, that's our absolute maximum, because we have family who um, help us massively, so they'll move into the house. Um, Helen's um, niece um, will move into the house and our grandma, and they'll stay here and look after Eric. and if we didn't have that, I thought we could go on holiday because <laughs> we, we could, I wouldn't never want to put him in a cattery. I wouldn't trust him just sort of saying to himself, he's, he's one of these animals who demands attention and um, is needy. However, that is because of the way we brought him up over the two years. So we have um, <laughs> mothered him and, and, and sort of tended to his needs um, whenever he's demanded them. Um, so it's kind of a, it's our prop that we've created um, in Eric. Um, so when we go on holiday, we have to um, ask family members to move into the house. And we leave a, a, a book. Um, so we called it a Bible, Eric's Bible. And it's basically a 10, 12-page dossier of um, <laughs> his rituals and uh, his routines, sorry, um, his routines and sort of how to um, look after him, even though he's, her, her his family are all cats, people that won't have cats. Eric is no ordinary cat and he needs um his
0: routine sort of um,
1: followed quite strictly.
0: So you talk about a strict routine there. This isn't just, oh, oh, I get fed round about, now I get... No, It's no. It's much more detailed than that? Oh, and
1: it, it starts from the day, the morning we wake. So I'm always the first one up for, for work. So the, the routine starts at um, 7 o'clock, get up. He's on the landing, at the top of the stairs. Um, what we have to do, I, I don't know how this started, but you've got to get down to the landing with him. And I have a dressing gown, which I put over myself. And then he crawls into the dressing gown. We spend anything from two minutes to 10 minutes. which is, He's just purring away, lying on his back, rubbing his belly, giving little head kisses. This all sounds really pathetic. And I'm not sure the people do this or not. But we, we've done this for so long now. It's kind of, if I was to just walk out of my bedroom downstairs, he would be like, what is going on here? Where is my morning uh, routine? Where's my morning snuggle? So that's where it starts. And that's the first routine. Um, task which I have to complete on a weekend. Um, Helen tries to do it because obviously Monday to Friday I'm doing it, so it's nice for Helen to have that time with um, Eric because he, he just loves it so much and he's, he's so affectionate. And um, just you know, purrs as soon as he opens the door. Sometimes even I'll open the bedroom door because the bedroom is the only room which he can't get into, so he's got a full run of the house. So the bedroom is the one area which is um, locked off from him. So as soon as he open the bedroom door. I don't know how, but all four of his paws end up in your room before you've even opened the door properly. He seems to like just sort of walk through the door somehow. So he ends up um running out and then we on the landing for up to 10 minutes. Um, so that's the first one. And then then um and then we will go downstairs, um, straight at the back door. And then he's like sat by his football, what not that, um, you know, topped up straight away. And then as soon as I do that, then he's, he's out the door and he's doing what he does outside. And he never goes out for very long. So I know some cats can go out for hours on end, but Eric seems to, he, he's an indoor outdoor cat, um, but he's very, he, he's a home bird, you know, he's a home cat. He, he likes to be in the house um a lot. So he'll go out and lose his and come back in after sort of 10 or 20 minutes, sometimes half an hour. Um and then routines after that. And so, so during the day, he's, he's obviously got with Helen, but when I come in, he's always on the stairs waiting for us. He, he hears a car um, and he's um, making a... It's, it's a racket, yeah. He makes a noise, you know, he's very, very vocal. Like, he makes some... St- the cat noises he makes, it's is, is really funny. You can hear him from the other end of the, the house or the garden or down the street sometimes. You know, it's just the most vocal little um, furball you could imagine. And at night time, the routines he has... On the sofa, you know, we're on the sofa watching TV. He's always on the sofa with us. Um, he loves to lie on his back and have his belly rubbed, um which is a good sign because obviously I think some animals don't like that, so it's a sign of trust and a sign he loves us so much. So we have that time on the sofa. And then the nighttime routine is the one which oh, is a one which we've just uh, again similar to the morning one. um As soon as the TV goes off, he knows it's bedtime, so he's out the door, runs straight up the stairs. We follow them up, and then um, in one of the change rooms, in you know, the spare rooms, we have these dreamies, um, little tub. So we go to sit next to them, knowing it's dreamy time. So he gets, you know, a handful of dreamies fed. to him. We've got to hand feed them, so we can't just put them on the carpet. We've got to hand feed them these dreamies one at a time. And again, this is just one of their routines that we've started, and um, <laughs> it, it's it's every night. And um, we, we hand feed them these dreams. I'm not sure what would happen again if we just threw them on the floor. Um, I don't know how we'd react. <laughs> So it's it's uh, it's ridiculous what we've done from and then and then a routine then because of so that's been going for two years and a one which we've kind of added into the routine. I don't know, I think Helen started at this point. Where she started leaving two or three dreamies out, outside of his little bed, and it's it's kind of now when he's finished the dream, in the main room, he'll then tot off into his bedroom, eat his three dreamies just left, and then jump in the bed. So this this whole routine which um we've we've got in place, which uh is uh, escalated to the point of no return now we, we we can't stop doing it
0: but that sort of routine that sort of familiarity you know you you see that throughout relationships in life and not just between pets and humans but between humans and humans between animals and animals repetition is seen by many as as trust and as love and of safety yes yes it, it definitely is
1: um and it's, I mean, they're just the, the no ones spring to mind. He's got so many, probably, other routines, which we kind of, we, I suppose everyone does, with all their animals, you kind of just deal with habits a lot of the time and you don't even think about it. You know, he gets brushed twice a week, sometimes three times a week in the summer. And that's one of his routines where we keep um, the, the mitts, you know, the gloves where they've got the little spikes on. So um, he just goes mad for these. So we, we keep him in a drawer in the conservatory and he knows exactly where they are. So he'll go and sit next to the drawer waiting. He'll start making his little noise, you know, his little um, squeaky noise. So you get these gloves out and then as soon as you get them out, he just starts oh, stripping up at you because he just loves them so much. And then we're in the garden and then we've got to run down the bottom of the garden. Well, he runs down the bottom of the garden because there's a part of the garden he has to be brushed. You, you'll not be brushed anywhere else so you've got to go down to the bottom of the garden there's these pavement slabs and he's he's got this habit of sort of slamming his little body down and his head almost hits the, the, the ground like a thud and you can just sort of take it easy and then you and then you spend uh, it could be 20 minutes it could be 10 minutes and um, brushing um, and he just purrs constantly um, with that and um, yeah again that's just one of those routines which um,
0: has happened and we we can't get rid of do you know much about his life before you rescued him?
1: No, so um, the, the the location we live, um, he was found on the streets very close to where we live. Um, and we don't even know how he ended up in this um, cat. I, I, don't know, I don't know what it's called, the sanctuary. It's a, it's a local charity who, who took in um, stray cats, um, cats that were found on on the side of the roads. Um, so we, we don't know nothing about it, to be honest. We, we know that... In the house where he was living for a short period of time, you know, there was lots of cats. There was 20 cats. There was dogs there. He was always very sociable with them. And he's a very, very friendly cat. You know, there's other cats in the street here who you can see him trying to make friends and trying to get on with them. They're not the friendliest bunch in our street, these cats. Um, and it's so, no, we don't know nothing about um eric or aka teddy um his life before uh, we got him um we you know we had cat flu he nearly died actually so we got him when he was about 12 months old and um the person who had him said she thought she would have lost him a couple of times because he had cat flu two or three times to the point where it was really really close and to, to him losing his life and it affects him today still because his eyes um, and to be quite watery um and we think that's down to the, these early um problems with cat flu um we monitor it and you know we'll, i've rang the vets up even to discuss and she said unless he's you know in physically in pain or there's like um yellow coming out of his eyes as long as there's tears could be blocked tear ducts um we've took advice off the vets that just to sort of monitor it and it, it comes and goes so it's one of the that's the only thing which we kind of worry about with eric i think um Regarding that, but yeah, that that's probably from his early um, life of having cat flu, I think.
0: So it's almost like when he arrived in your house, all three of you clicked, and he was just like, oh, "You know what? This is the start of my life. Let's forget about the year beforehand." Absolutely. I mean, he's the he's the king of this
1: house. We 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 you know we're to his every need that you know he's not wanted for nothing. He gets everything he he asks for, and he's just you know the way he's sort of slouched on the sofa, and he has. I mean, how many beds? He must have about four or five different beds around the house and in the garage. Um, so, and so he changes as the season. So there's the, like a cocoon bed, which he likes for the winter. Helen's got like ripped up pillow blankets in there. So he sleeps on that. It's like it's a very warm environment for him. And um, We've got this box, which it was a car shop box, which obviously cats love boxes. And he, this box is a perfect fit for him. So we've padded it out with loads of blankets, knitted blankets, which um, Helen's man has made for him. Um, so he's got that box. And we've, I've cut out. It's going to sound pathetic. I've cut out um, loads of pictures of him that we've printed off, and it's got Eric's bed or Eric's box, I think, on the box, which is on social media as well. All these on his um, so which, which people seem to like. He's got. Um, he started just sleeping on the, on the carpet underneath Helen's dressing table, and he's in the summer, I think it was. And we just felt sorry for him sleeping on the carpet. It was probably fine, but so we now we put a pillow underneath there, so that that tends to be used maybe 40 50 percent of the time i think um just on this pillow um and then obviously you know outside we've got a, a box in the garage which goes in the summer um we've got a hot tub at the bottom of the garden which he spends a lot of time on um but again it's just us being so soft that like, we've got these cushions for this for the outdoor sofa which we put on top of the hot tub to make sure he's padded because he spends a lot of time on there and um, looking out over the garden um, and just watching the other cats and the birds sort of come around. But he spends a lot of time sleeping on there as well. Um, and then he's got this, I made like, um, we had a little scrap of wood. I made like a, a tree house for him um, at the bottom of the garden. Um, it's got like little platforms and rope on it. And um, it's the kind of thing you buy, I a for to house you sleep in as well. I made this for outside and it's got a little Eric's tree house sign at the top. So he's got lots of little places to, to sleep and chill out, um,
0: depending on what season of the year it is. And people can see all of his adventures online.
1: Yes, yeah, so all, all these things have been captured online. Yeah. So Twitter and Twitter and Instagram are the two platforms which we use. Um, Eric's Escapades. Or Eric's underscore escapades, I think it is on both. Um, he's got quite a he's got some um how would I describe them? Um loyal fans. A lot of them interact with him every single day. You know, all, this one who says my is not complete until I see Eric's post to see what he's up to, this kind of thing. So it's 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 always important that, as I'm having my breakfast in the morning, that I, I put um, a picture up of him to see what he's doing that day or what he's doing the night before or what have you. Um, so, yeah, it's it's one of those things that all these different places where he sleeps, um, they've all been sort of shared online and um, people like to sort of see what he's doing or where he's been sleeping or what he's been up to. Yeah. He's got. A, he's had a couple of moments over the last two years where he's tested Helen's patience, I think, when Helen's been working at home and he's come in the house with a, a little bird in his mouth or um, a mouse, which the mouse, I think, mouse he, he let go of the mouse and the mouse is running around the kitchen and it bit Helen when she tried to pick the mouse up. Um, but he, he hasn't brought up a lot of birds, maybe he's two or three, maybe he's four to push over the two years. Um, I'm not sure what kind of ratio that is to other cats, but yeah.
0: Let's not tempt fate. Life is good at the moment. I know, and I'm absolutely. so waiting to come in, You never know you could come in any moment now with a little bird in his mouth. He's going to have to be quick because I was about to say thank you for telling us Eric's Still, So, Eric, Eric. <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> no. You just have to follow that up online. But, Paul, it sounds like the three of you have made an absolutely wonderful household full of love. It is.
1: It is full of love. And, you know, it's nice... He's very well loved, you know, when family members come around or friends, he's very sociable with those. And sometimes I think he's too sociable. Like, I don't know the idea of him, you know, being outside and someone walks past um, and sort of pets him and they could easily pick him up. You know, it's it's a you know, it's horrible thought to think about him, you know, touch with that never, ever happens, but he will go to anyone if they give him a little bit of attention. You know, he's a little bit of a um, attention horse. I always say he absolutely loves it. And we have neighbours who've, who've took videos of him in their garden or pictures in their house and sent us those to say, look, look who's in my house or look who's, you know, we've just seen type thing. Um, but yeah, he's, he's he's very popular and very, very friendly when people come around to see him as well. Um, they're always mega keen to, to spend time with him.
0: Well, thank you very much for letting us spend time. With his story, and we'll keep an eye from online. But, Paul, it's been great to have you, Eric, and Helen on the show. That's brilliant. Thank
1: you very much for having us. Um, it's a shame Eric couldn't be here to share it, but I shall tell him all about um, the chat when he comes in.
0: And we will get him on a podcast habit soon enough. Lovely. Thank you very much. You've been listening to My Cat's Tale, a Spence Media production. Listen to more tales of our perfect pets at MyCatstailPod.com and support us on Patreon. The Tale of Eric There Thanks to Paul and Helen for sharing the story of their feline friend. It's been a fun bundle of episodes that we've had. We're nearing six months worth of shows here at My Cat's Tale, and I'd love to know a little bit about what you're thinking. Even if it's just, hi, that would be wonderful. You can find us on Twitter or Facebook, or anywhere else you can send us a little little message Or you can even email us, mycatstailpod at gmail.com. Say hi to Ravnath.